0: The podcast for St. Joseph and Elkhart Counties that reads like an audio newspaper. This is SME Community Radio Newscast powered by Anchor.fm.
1: This is a SME Community Radio weather alert for your Tuesday newscast. Heat advisory in effect from 2 p.m. EDT slash 1 p.m. CDT slash this afternoon to 9 p.m. EDT slash 8 p.m. CDT slash this evening. What? Heat index values up to 102 expected. Where? Portions of northern Indiana, southwest Michigan, and northwest Ohio. When, from 2 p.m. EDT 1 p.m. CDT this afternoon to 9 p.m. EDT 8 p.m. CDT this evening, impacts, hot temperatures, and high humidity may cause heat illnesses to occur. Precautionary preparedness actions. Drink plenty of fluids, stay in an air conditioned room, stay out of the sun, and check up on relatives and neighbors. Young children and pets should never be left unattended in vehicles under any circumstances. Take extra precautions if you work or spend time outside. When possible reschedule strenuous activities to early morning or evening. Know the signs and symptoms of heat exhaustion and heat stroke. Wear lightweight and loose-fitting clothing when possible. To reduce risk during outdoor work, the Occupational Safety and Health Administration recommends scheduling frequent rest breaks in shaded or air-conditioned environments. Anyone overcome by heat should be moved to a cool and shaded location. Heat stroke is an emergency. Call 911. Now the forecast before we begin with our news. We will alert you on Facebook and Michiana speak out of any cooling centre openings. Detailed forecast. Today. A 30% chance of showers and thunderstorms, mainly after 4pm, mostly sunny and hot, with a high near 91. Heat index values as high as 100. Southwest wind 5 to 10 mph. Tonight, a chance of showers and thunderstorms before 11 p.m., then a slight chance of showers and thunderstorms after 5 a.m., partly cloudy, with a low around 72. South wind around 5 mph. Chance of precipitation is 30 percent. Wednesday, a 40 percent chance of showers and thunderstorms, mainly after 8 a.m., mostly sunny and hot, with a high near 92. Heat index values as high as 101. Southeast wind 5 to 10 miles per hour becoming southwest in the afternoon. Wednesday night. A 30% chance of showers and thunderstorms. Partly cloudy, with the low around 71. West wind around 5 miles per hour becoming calm in the evening. Thursday. A 40% chance of showers and thunderstorms. Mostly sunny and hot, with a high near 90. Calm wind becoming southeast around 5 miles per hour in the afternoon. Thursday night. A 40% chance of showers and thunderstorms. Mostly cloudy, with a low around 69. Friday, a 50% chance of showers and thunderstorms. Partly sunny, with a high near 88.
0: News
2: 8
1: is on demand.
2: On the go. From the All Indiana Podcast Network, this is Daybreak Drive-In with Wish TV's Scott Sander. From Wish TV, I'm Scott Sander with your Daybreak Drive-In for Tuesday, August 24th. An underground interstate in Indianapolis, Hawaii waves off tourists, and a last chance to see the Colts in training camp, next. Want to hear a good story?
3: Then listen to the Leaders and Legends podcast to hear amazing stories from Hoosiers who have made an impact on our lives, our communities, and our history. Just search for Leaders and Legends on your podcast app, hosted by Robert Vane.
4: Hey, car shoppers. Car gurus here with your word of the day, confident. You know, that feeling you get when you're about to rock an outfit so killer it's going to drop jaws worldwide. What if you could get that feeling while shopping for a car? With Car Gurus, you can! Shop more cars than you'll find on other leading car shopping sites. Find a deal that's really, really great. And see all the details that matter, like mileage, accident history, even days on lot. All on Car Gurus! Then, contact the dealer knowing your stuff and feeling more confident than, well, ever. Visit CarGurus.com today.
2: Prosecutors say an autopsy confirms the death of a baby girl in northern Indiana was a crime. Mercedes Lane's disappearance sparked a massive search that ended last week with the discovery of her body. The coroner has ruled it a homicide from blows to the head. Some business leaders in Indianapolis want the interstate to go underground. A new plan from the Indianapolis Chamber of Commerce and Rethink Coalition touts the benefits of recessing rather than elevating the shared section of I-65 and 70 that runs through the city. Estimated cost, $2.3 billion. The Afghanistan evacuation hit its largest single-day tally so far, with more than 10,000 pulled out over 24 hours, 17,000 over 36. But a decision deadline looms today. Military leaders warn them. the administration needs to recommit to its hard August 31st deadline to cut off operations and pull out or negotiate with the Taliban for more time. The governor of Hawaii is asking people not to visit the islands. He wants travel limited to essential purposes only because of the spread of the Delta variant of COVID-19. In Honolulu, the mayor is restricting gatherings to 10 people indoors, 25 outside, a huge blow to Hawaii's wedding industry. So much for easing Carson Wentz back into Colts practice. He jumped in with both feet, even his surgically repaired one. During his return Monday, he took all the snaps and seven-on-seven drills, far more action than many expected after he missed three weeks. No word yet if he'll start or play this weekend. Today is the last chance to see the Colts in Grand Park this training camp. Cancer isn't free, and the challenges don't end when treatment is finished. For cancer survivors in their 20s and 30s, the stacks of medical bills, empty savings accounts, and time away from work can be catastrophic. No one should have to choose between seeing their doctor or keeping the lights on, or make the decision to skip their medication because they need to feed their families. Yet these are the choices that too many young adult cancer survivors make every day, and COVID 19 has added an extra layer of financial stress and uncertainty. The SAM Fund and Expect Miracles Foundation have provided over $2.5 million in grants to young adults across the country but the need is greater than ever due to the pandemic. Please join us in supporting their efforts by making a donation to Expect Miracles Foundation's SAM Fund program today. To learn more or make a donation, visit thesamfund.org. That's thesamfund.org. Brace for another sweltering afternoon. Highs in the mid-90s that'll feel well over 100. Isolated showers could form before sunset. From WISH-TV, I'm Scott Sander. Be sure to like and subscribe for your daily news updates from WISH-TV on the All Indiana Podcast Network.
5: Watch News A Daybreak Live. Weekday mornings 4 to 10 a.m. on WISH-TV. Online at TV.com. And listen to more podcasts from WISH-TV on the All Indiana Podcast Network at allindianapodcastnetwork.com.
4: Power a house full of devices with the fastest Wi-Fi, only from Xfinity. Learn about Gig Wi-Fi or get started with Xfinity Internet for $20 a month for 12 months with a one-year agreement. Plus, ask about speed two times faster than AT&T. Go online, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit a store today. Requires paperless billing and auto pay. and 9 7 Restrictions apply. New performance starter, 50 megabits per second internet customers only. Equipment, taxes, and fees extra, and subject to change. After term, regular rates apply. GigSpeed Wi-Fi requires gigabit internet and compatible x gateway. Actual speeds vary and not guaranteed.
0: News Nation this hour, I'm James Sears. House Democrats will try to strike a deal today to move forward on President Biden's $3.5 trillion budget bill after a key vote on two key proposals was scrapped last night. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi had tried to make a deal but failed with 10 moderate Democrats who refused to move on the measure until the House votes on the Senate's $1 trillion bipartisan infrastructure bill. Pelosi can only afford to lose three Democratic votes. The U.S. military reported its biggest day of evacuation flights out of Afghanistan by far on Monday, and the Taliban signaled they might soon seek to shut down the airlifts. NewsNation correspondent Ellison Harris with more.
6: The president's national security advisor saying the U.S. has developed the wherewithal to get every American out of Kabul by the August 31st deadline, even though the
4: administration admits it does not know how many Americans remain in Afghanistan. U.S. military commanders are now in daily talks with the Taliban, the Taliban sending a message to the U.S. that pushing back the deadline would violate their agreement.
0: And President Biden reportedly will make a decision today on extending that August 30th troop withdrawal deadline. The Pentagon is moving to require all U.S. service members to get vaccinated after the FDA issued full approval for Pfizer's COVID vaccine. A timeline for vaccination completion will be provided in the coming days. It looks like more people support COVID mandates. A recent survey by USA Today and Ipsos found 72% agree with requiring masks, while 61% back vaccine mandates. But 70% say it should be a person's right to decide on getting a shot or not. Crews are digging through homes washed away in Tennessee to find about a dozen people still missing. Flash floods hit Humphreys County the hardest on Saturday with 17 inches of rain, killing 22 people. What's left of Hurricane Henri is expected to push out to sea this morning after knocking out electricity to more than 100,000 homes and businesses in the Northeast. Henri, just a tropical depression now, but it left roads flooded and knocked down power lines in Rhode Island, Pennsylvania, Connecticut, New Jersey, and on New York's Long Island. And researchers released a nutritional index showing what foods lengthen and shorten life. Highlights, eating just one hot dog could claim 36 minutes off a person's life. That's because it has 61 grams of processed meat. On the flip side, a peanut butter and jelly sandwich can add 33 minutes of healthy life. Buy News Nation on your cable or satellite provider and stay up to date around the clock at newsnationnow.com. And on the NewsNation Now app, I'm James Sears.
5: The Public News Service Daily Newscast, August the 24th, 2021. I'm Mike Clifford. State Democratic leaders are now urging Governor Andy Beshear to offer a permanent home to Afghan refugees in Kentucky.
7: At least a dozen other governors so far have pledged to help people leaving Afghanistan relocate to their states. State Representative Joni Jenkins of Shivley says she and her colleagues have sent a formal letter to the governor and the congressional delegation asking them to implement actions to help fleeing Afghans. Jenkins notes many seeking asylum are at risk in their homeland because they served alongside American forces or are women or members of the LGBTQ plus community.
4: Leader Morgan McGarvey and I it was necessary to act immediately. The legislature is not in session at this time, or we would have filed a resolution to be voted on by the entire general assembly.
7: It's estimated around 88,000 individuals who worked for the U.S. in Afghanistan and their family members are seeking special immigrant visas. A recent survey of 1,100 U.S. adults found more than 40% would support increasing the number of visas for Afghans. 44% said the numbers should remain the same. Nadia Ramlagan reporting.
5: The Pentagon says it is using facilities in Texas, Virginia, and Wisconsin to house people applying for visas. Relentless rains continued to plague areas from northern New Jersey into southern New England as post-tropical cyclone Henri pushed across the area. That from the Yale Climate Connection. They report a much more disastrous scene unfolding west of Nashville in Tennessee. Residents continue to assess damage and search for victims after a severe localized flood early Saturday took at least 21 lives. Top sustained winds down to 25 miles per hour. Henri predicted to head eastward across southern New England, reaching Cape Cod by this morning. Many New Mexicans seeking pandemic relief face an uphill battle due to language barriers. That's according to a new report. In addition to Latinos, language roadblocks apply to the state's Asian, Pacific Islander, and African immigrants and refugees. The report, entitled Eligible But Excluded, was compiled by New Mexico Voices for Children. Research and policy analyst Derek Lynn says some federal relief programs have been administered by the state to offset harmful consequences of the pandemic, but they're not reaching all those who could benefit.
8: Many immigrants and refugees, because they speak languages other than English at home, have been unable to access a lot of these programs that they are eligible for.
5: Lynn says the new report is a follow-up to another one, Essential But Excluded, released last May. I'm Roz Brown. Voices for Children is preparing legislation for the 2022 session to address better language access. This is PNS. Local leaders in the battle to curb climate change are calling on Georgia Congresswoman Carolyn Boudreau to support the so-called Build Back Better budget resolution that could come to a vote as early as today in the U.S. House. Suzanne Potter has more for Soundbite Source.
6: Susan Varlamov with Georgia Interfaith Power and Light says the Peach State is increasingly vulnerable to extremes of heat, flooding, and drought. Georgians of all faith see the more imperative to do something about climate change. So it's very, very important that Representative Bordeaux honor her commitment big, bold investments in climate change, clean energy, and justice. Attempts to reach the representative's office were unsuccessful. The budget resolution is opposed by most Republicans and needs every Democratic vote to make it through the reconciliation process. The House is also expected to vote this week on the $1 trillion infrastructure bill, which passed the Senate on a bipartisan
9: basis.
5: The most recent Michigan data show 51% of staff and residents of nursing homes have been vaccinated against COVID-19.
9: More than 5,700 residents and staff of nursing homes and other long-term care facilities in Michigan have died from COVID. They make up roughly 27% of the state's total deaths, but less than 1% of the population. Lisa Dedden cooper with ARP Michigan says her group is calling on nursing homes to require residents and staff to get the vaccine. Increasing vaccination rates in nursing homes is just one of the most common sense and powerful actions we can take to protect the lives of these vulnerable older adults. President Joe Biden has already said nursing homes must require vaccinations in order to keep receiving Medicaid and Medicare funding. Opponents of a vaccine mandate are concerned it may worsen, already severe staff shortages. But Cooper says it's clear there must be greater investments in the care workforce and in alternatives to nursing home care. I'm Lily Wolke reporting.
5: Finally, our Mary Sherman lets us know that public college students in Ohio will experience a variety of COVID safety protocols. as they head back to class for the fall semester.
4: All 14 state universities are requiring masks indoors and several universities including Kent State and Ohio State, have incentive programs for vaccinated students who voluntarily report their vaccination status. Romeo Pitts Medley is an incoming freshman at the University of Akron, the only state college requiring students to report their vaccination status before the semester starts.
3: I think it's a really good idea that they're keeping track of who is vaccinated and making them get tested. It's the only way to keep everyone as safe as possible when the Delta variant is on the loose.
5: This story produced with original reporting from Kennedy Combs at Kent State University. This is Mike Clifford for Public News Service member and listener supported heard on radio stations big and small. And find our trust indicators at publicnewsservice.org. If you served honorably in our nation's armed forces and you're looking for a way to continue serving your fellow veterans in your community, then join AMVETS.
7: Welcome to 2021 Talks, where we're following our democracy in historic times.
2: When Americans have come to Afghanistan over the years, we ask them to register with the embassy. Many have left without deregistering. Others never register at all. That is their right, of course, and it's our responsibility to find them, which we are now doing hour by hour.
7: National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan explaining why the government cannot provide a precise number of American citizens still in Afghanistan. The Biden administration is under growing pressure to extend U.S. troop presence in the country to help evacuate all American citizens and Afghan allies. Richard Armitage, who served as Deputy Secretary of State under former President George W. Bush, said publicly he now wishes he had decided to pull U.S. troops out in 2002. President Biden will face questions about the path forward in Afghanistan at an upcoming virtual meeting of G7 leaders. House lawmakers returned this week and are expected to take up the John Lewis Voting Rights Act, a bill to restore provisions of the 1965 Voting Rights Act, as well as a $3.5 trillion budget resolution. Texas Democratic Representative Sheila Jackson Lee.
6: As we move toward the Voting Rights Act, H.R. 4, it is crucial because Texas Democratic representatives will be here over the next two days. The same people who had a civil arrest and were stalked in their own state.
7: Up to 17 inches of rain inundated parts of Middle Tennessee in less than 24 hours over the weekend, killing at least 20 people, with dozens more missing. President Joe Biden said he'd been briefed on the devastating floods by FEMA Administrator Deanne Criswell.
10: We've
5: reached out to the community and we stand ready to offer them support. I've asked the administrator to speak to Governor Lee of Tennessee, right away and will offer any assistance they need for this terrible moment.
7: Health officials are warning of the steepest surge in COVID hospitalizations among children since the pandemic began, with rates nearly five times higher than a month ago. Pediatric hospitalizations are on par with the height of the pandemic. Dr. Tina Tan, professor of pediatrics at Northwestern University, says the Delta variant is responsible for the growing number of children requiring hospitalization.
6: The more this virus is allowed, to spread in the community, the higher possibility that it's going to mutate and you're going to get the emergence of another variant which may be worse than the Delta variant that we're currently dealing with.
7: The FDA has formally approved Pfizer's COVID-19 vaccine, replacing the emergency use authorization granted by the agency last December. Full approval could make it easier for employers, the military, and universities to mandate vaccination and may reassure some people who are hesitant to get the shot. I'm Nadia Romlagon for Pacifica Network and Public News Service. Find our eight trust indicators to support transparency and accuracy at publicnewsservice.org.
5: I may never have met you. We don't go way back. Maybe we wouldn't even be friends if we did. But when you wear a mask, you have my respect. Because your mask doesn't protect you. It protects me. I wear my mask
11: to protect you. Mask up, America. Brought to you by the Ad Council.
9: As students across Indiana begin the new school year, some communities are reevaluating the need for police officers in schools. In recent decades, the percentage of schools across the nation with a police presence on campus increased from less than 1% to nearly 60%. Indiana doesn't disclose the numbers of police officers in schools, but in the last few years, between 900 and 1,200 students were arrested on school property. And Daryl Heller, who directs the Indiana University South Bend's Civil Rights Heritage Center, points to data that show black students are arrested at more than twice the rate of white students.
11: We know that black and brown students will get punished harsher and more frequently for exactly the same behaviors that white students do. Um, so that disparity is a deep cause of concern.
9: He adds this disparity often leads to criminalizing behaviors that are really just kids acting up. He's urging the South Bend School District to remove its five school resource officers. In Heller's view, a new agreement between the district and police department is long overdue and could be an opportunity to put resources to better use. Heller adds community members who want officers in schools may think it improves student safety, but research shows otherwise. He would like to see the current funding for school resource officers go instead towards more nurses and counselors on campus.
11: We're willing to spend millions of dollars a year to pay police to be in our schools, when we could actually be using that money to pay for more social workers or more restorative justice practitioners or others who I think would make our environment in schools much safer than a mere police presence.
9: A bill in Congress, the Counseling Not Criminalization in Schools Act would prohibit the use of federal funds for law enforcement officers in schools. Nationwide, more than 14 million students attend schools that have police officers on duty. This is Lily Bolkey for Indiana News Service. Find our eight trust indicators for transparency and accuracy at publicnewsservice.org.
0: What is dedication? My biggest fear in the
5: middle of my addiction was that my kids wouldn't have a father. And I started thinking, you know what? This isn't my story. I definitely had to become a better man to be a better father. It's important to me that my kids are empowered and truly believe that if if they can think it they can do it
10: that's dedication visit fatherhood.gov to hear more brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council
6: from the Black Information Network
11: this is the BIM Daily Update
6: Vanessa Tyler
11: and I'm Mike Stevens on your home for 24 7 News, the Black Information Network. It's official. America
6: has FDA COVID vaccine approval.
5: After a strict process, the FDA is reaffirmed. It's finding that the Pfizer COVID-19 vaccine is safe and effective and the FDA has given its full and final approval.
6: President Biden says this is what the country has been waiting for and already it's made a difference. The markets jumped with news of the approval, 300 points. Now more businesses most likely will demand vaccine proof, but the biggest thing this could do is push the vaccine hesitant.
11: The president had a direct message to those who use the vaccine's emergency status as a reason to wait. Now that the vaccine is approved, the president says there is no excuse. It's
5: time for you to go get your vaccination and get it today.
11: President Biden says FDA approval is the gold standard that the vaccine is safe.
5: The
6: process is speeding up, getting the Americans and Afghan refugees out fast. National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan says 16,000 in 24 hours have been pulled out of Afghanistan. The refugees are being screened. America has the help of 26 countries. The U.S. even recruited commercial airliners to help with the evacuations. American officials are in daily talks with the Taliban that now controls the country. The plan is to have everyone who needs to go out by the end of the month.
2: We are taking this day by day. We believe we are making enormous progress.
11: President Biden's eviction ban is back in the hands of the Supreme Court. A group of landlords and realtors are looking to the high court to stop the ban, which stops people from being kicked out of their homes after an appeals court refused to do it. The lawsuit claims the Biden administration ignored a previous Supreme Court ruling back in June that said the CDC does not have the authority to impose an eviction moratorium.
6: Sex was the price for auditioning, so says an accuser in the latest jaw-dropping moment in R. Kelly's Sex Trafficking New York trial. The witness, who was identified as Jane Doe or Zell in the federal courtroom, says she was 17 and was looking for help with her music career. Instead, she says what she got was a sexual relationship, a case of herpes, and beaten with a size 12 sneaker by the R&B singer. She also says he rubbed feces in her face for punishment, and she claims he forced her to have an abortion back in 2017. Kelly's attorneys deny all the allegations, dismissing the women as eager fans. And a new book is turning heads, literally. The title, My Beautiful Black Hair, 101 Natural Hair Stories from Sisterhood. And it is just that, incredible photos of us and our hair. St. Claire Dietrich Jules is a documentary producer-director. She was inspired to create the book because when her little sister was four years old, she hated her hair after a group of white classmates teased her. This book is about embracing the beauty of natural black hair i'm vanessa tyler with mike stevens on your home for 24 7 news the black information network
4: i'm jennifer cowell and i'm the coffee buyer for sam's club i work with
6: independent professional tasters and we try hundreds and hundreds of cups of coffee in a day because we don't give just
3: any product to members mark name it has to be great
7: visit your local sam's club and enjoy incredible quality perks and prices
3: I'm Dan Underkoffler, and I'm the seafood buyer for Sam's Club. Our Members Mark salmon is antibiotic free and grown sustainably. So we gave it the Members Mark name. You can always expect something special at Sam's Club.
7: Visit your local Sam's Club and enjoy incredible quality, perks, and prices.
3: This episode is brought
1: to
2: you
10: by Experian. Staying in shape isn't easy, except when it comes to your credit. Keep it strong with Experian Boost. It's the only way to raise your FICO score instantly and for free. And better credit scores can help you save money in lots of ways, like lower interest rates. Go to Experian.com boost or download the Experian app to get started. Results may vary. Visit Experian.com for details. I'm Mike Stevens.
6: And I'm Vanessa Tyler on your home for 24 7 news, the Black Information Network.
11: There's all sorts of reasons why people refuse to take the COVID vaccine, including misinformation, like what this young person said at a recent Florida school board meeting.
4: You take a black light flashlight and shine it on your veins, and you're now going to glow in the black light because guess what? You're no longer human.
11: But no longer can anyone use the excuse that it's not fully approved. The FDA has given the full and official thumbs up to getting the Pfizer version of the shot rather than just the emergency authorization it's been operating under. The full approval is considered another key milestone in the fight against the virus. Dr. Jesse Goodman is a former FDA scientist.
5: There is no doubt whatsoever, based on this independent scientific review, that the benefits of the vaccine far outweigh the risks.
11: President Joe Biden spoke out to hesitant Americans who have been waiting for full approval. He said, the moment you've been waiting for is here.
6: In Orlando, Florida, residents are being told because of the COVID-19 surge, they should cut back on unnecessary water use. The reason? Many COVID-19 patients require liquid oxygen for their treatment to help them breathe easier. That same liquid oxygen is used to treat the water supply, to take away contaminants. So the more the water is used for things like lawns, reports are the less oxygen is available for suffering COVID patients.
11: With the COVID vaccine out for a while now, this is the summer of 2021. We're supposed to be back to living the way we used to, like when Will Smith put out this song 30 years ago.
5: Put your car on cruise and lay back because it's This is summertime. <laughs>
11: But because of the Delta variant running rampant and gun violence continuing to take lives in the black community, this again is anything but a peaceful summer. In Houston, Texas, two young boys steered a car to safety after their father was shot and killed while driving. The brothers, who were 8 and 6 years old, then jumped out of their SUV and ran for help. Their dad died at the scene, slumped over the wheel. Investigators are still trying to figure out who fired the shot and for what reason it's not just one cop, but a whole department that's in trouble now. The Bakersfield, California Police Department is accused by the state's attorney general of failing to
8: adequately enforce the law. Unreasonable use of force, unreasonable stops, searches, arrests, and seizures. The use of unreasonable deadly force against those with mental health disabilities.
11: The Bakersfield Police Department says the accusations are false, but it has agreed to a five-year plan to improve their policies and practices. An independent monitor will make sure they do start complying with the law.
6: Want to know why to buy black? A website called Revolt gives these reasons why. It helps close the considerable racial wealth gap. White households, on average, bring in about $160,000 a year more than black homes. Second, supporting black businesses boosts local economies. In other words, the money you spend is more likely to stay in your own community. Also, buying black helps more black entrepreneurs to establish themselves for the future. And by the way. This is Black Business Month.
11: I'm Mike Stevens with Vanessa Tyler on your home for 24 7 news, the Black Information Network.
4: Welcome back to Happily
7: Ever Murder. On today's burger, we're taking you to a small rural town in upstate New York, the kind of place where nothing bad ever happens. That is until May of 2017, when a burger
4: changed everything. This wasn't your typical burger. It was a burger that burgered and still burgers to this burger.
0: When all you can burgers is think about Postmates.
4: This episode is brought to you by Biosance. You and your skin deserve the best care. And that's what you get with the new Biosance Squalane Plus Amino Aloe Gentle Cleanser. It's hydrating and gentle for sensitive skin while still clearing away makeup and other impurities. Plus, it's made with pure, sustainable ingredients. So it's good for you and the environment. Biosance. They've mastered the cleanse. Shop now at biosance.com or sephora.com.
7: You know you need a break when... It's your fourth coffee, and it's only 10 a.m. All your video drafts start to look the same. You're vibing to
4: your favorite playlist. And then... The only food you can find is potato chips.
9: Even streaming services are checking up on you. Are you still watching? You've
10: got
4: a lot going on. Meet Pearson Plus, a reimagined study solution that simplifies learning and saves you time. Get over 1,500 e-texts and study tools all in one subscription plan.
9: Learn more at PearsonPlus.com.
0: Your money on the Black Information Network.
3: The Housing and Urban Development says in a new report that advanced payments of the expanded child tax credit would raise the average monthly income for families receiving its assistance by almost 38%. The Hill report in an analysis of the credit's impact on HUD-assisted families, it gathered the agency estimated that over the course of the current six-month disbursement period, payments that total to an average of about $3,300 per household would account for nearly 27 and a half percent of a family's total income over that period. Millions of families began receiving monthly payments as part of the credit expansion included in President Biden's nearly $2 trillion coronavirus relief law that was passed earlier this year. Pfizer's coronavirus vaccine is getting full approval from the FDA. Acting FDA Commissioner Dr. Janet Woodcock cheered the news.
6: This is a pivotal moment for our country
4: in the fight against the pandemic.
3: The FDA says the Pfizer vaccine will be marketed as Comirnaty for those who are 16 and older. The emergency use authorization for the shots still applies when it's given to kids between 12 and 15. Money news at 24 and 54 minutes past each hour. I'm Julia Swite on the Black Information Network.
4: I'm Jennifer Cowell, and I'm the coffee buyer for Sam's Club. I work with independent professional tasters, and we try hundreds and hundreds of cups
6: of coffee in a day. Not everyone goes to all of this trouble, but at Sam's Club, we do it for our members. Because we don't give just any product the members mark name, it has to be great. Our tasting scores
4: are right up there with the fancy stuff that costs four or five times as much. And that's why I work
9: so hard to make sure you can always expect something special at Sam's Club.
7: Visit your local Sam's Club and enjoy incredible quality perks and prices.
9: Some
3: people think great seafood is a luxury. At Sam's Club, we want you to be able to have it on any old Tuesday night. I'm Dan Underkofler, and I'm the seafood buyer for Sam's Club. Our Members Mark Salmon is antibiotic-free and grown sustainably. It takes three years to grow our Members Mark Salmon, and we only deal with farmers, not wholesalers. If you want something fresher, you better grab your fishing pole. So, we gave it the members' mark name. And that's why I work so hard to make sure you can always expect something special at Sam's Club.
10: Visit your
7: local Sam's Club and enjoy incredible quality perks and prices. We're we are
6: back. back. Estamos de vuelta, mi gente. Qué emoción. I am Rosalind Sanchez. And
8: I'm Eric Winter.
6: And this is our podcast.
8: He said, Ella Dijo. Hang out with us each week as we discover if we're meant to be or meant to be a
6: train wreck. What was that? Anyways, he said, Ella Dijo is a part of the iHeartRadio My Cultura Podcast Network.
8: Listen to He Said Ella Dijo on iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Download the BIN Daily Update every
6: morning on the iHeartRadio app.
9: Coping 19, brought to you by CDC and the Ad Council. Do you feel like your emotions are all over the place? That's normal during this abnormal time. There are a number of ways to cope. Maintain a healthy routine, get enough sleep, eat nutritious food, and exercise at least 30 minutes each day. Schedule some time to talk with a friend or family member. And remember, you can always take a few deep breaths to feel more centered.
6: Find more self-care and coping tips at coping-19.org. From AccuWeather.com, this is
12: AccuWeather Daily, a brief host-read article. It's weather news in a nutshell. Brought to you by American Express Business. American Express offers a line of cards to help take your business further, because with needs like yours, you need a card built for business. Today is Tuesday, August 24th. Ten years later, the quake that rocked the East Coast by Rena Torchinsky. Ten years ago, a 5.8 magnitude earthquake struck Virginia, and tremors could be felt hundreds of miles up and down the eastern United States. Although it wasn't the strongest quake to occur in the U.S., it was probably felt by more people than any earthquake in North America's history, according to the U.S. Geological Survey. Researchers say there's plenty to learn from it. The afternoon earthquake shook the Washington Monument, ripped through chimneys on the Smithsonian Castle, and shook a church in Virginia. Homes and other buildings as far as about 80 miles from the epicenter were damaged, according to the USGS. Property damage caused by the earthquake was estimated to be between $200 million and $300 million. With an epicenter in Louisa County, Virginia, the earthquake was felt in Philadelphia and New York City, all the way up and down the coast from Canada to Georgia. The seismic tremors were also stretched westward to Ohio and Illinois. The quake covered an extensive area inhabited by one-third of the U.S. population. The quake sloshed water in glasses in South Carolina and plunged stones in a Delaware church to the ground. According to the Washington Post's archives at Dorothy I. Height Community Academy Public Charter School in downtown Washington, D.C., teachers figured the shaking ground was just a side effect of students jumping. One D.C. office worker told the Post in 2011 that she was in an eighth-floor office when the floor started shaking. She said the windows were trembling, the building wobbling left and right. Mentally, I was paralyzed for a moment. Fear, I felt paralyzed in fear, she told the post. A ten-year-old boy who went to a summer camp nearby watched the National Cathedral spire plummet to the ground. Damage to the cathedral prompted years of repairs. It was scary seeing it fall, he told the post. The earthquake was important in raising awareness of such hazards in the eastern United States, said David Applegate, the U.S. Geological Survey's associate director for natural hazards. Damaging quakes are rare in the eastern U.S., but the consequence of being unprepared for such events could be severe, Applegate added. The next significant earthquake on an eastern U.S. fault may not occur for hundreds of years, yet there is a small chance it could happen at any time. Applegate said in a statement from the USGS. During the 2011 earthquake, the extent to which the quake rattled the US was stronger than what scientists expected, according to the USGS. Thomas Pratt, a USGS research geophysicist and expert in eastern earthquakes, attributed the amplified shaking to the underlying sediment, according to the statement. One of the fascinating things we discovered was heightened ground shaking in Washington, D.C., resulting in damage to buildings in the city at distances that would not ordinarily be expected, Pratt said in the statement. Researchers have observed increased shaking in West Coast earthquakes and across the globe, but the mineral earthquake demonstrated just how significant this shaking could be, Pratt added. Scientists also noted that the extent of the earthquake ran parallel to the Appalachian Mountains, indicating the significant role of mountain ranges in ground shaking. A 5.1 magnitude quake in Sparta, North Carolina, demonstrated a similar shaking trend along the Appalachian Mountains, according to the USGS. The extent of the damage after this eastern earthquake is also a product of the older structures in the region, buildings and bridges built before the 1970s, were not built to withstand shaking, according to the USGS. Bearing in mind these factors, emergency managers can adapt their response, identifying communities that could be more vulnerable to earthquakes. It will also help the USGS better estimate the impacts of ground shaking in areas across the country. State and local governments could use this information to alter building codes, and engineers and architects could use these findings to design or renovate buildings to mitigate the impacts of future earthquakes, according to a release from the USGS. While eastern earthquakes might be less frequent than those of the western US, a large quake could produce damage equal to or more than that of other, more common, eastern natural disasters, like severe storms or floods, according to the USGS. Five years after the Timbler, researchers discovered a likely cause behind the earthquake, and they warned that more could follow. The region is not located in a place where earthquakes typically occur, near tectonic plate boundaries. Instead, it is situated in the middle of the North American plate. A study released in 2016 found that pieces of the North American plate were peeling off and sinking into the Earth's mantle. For those looking to prepare for another earthquake, the Southern California Earthquake Center is presenting the Great Southeast Shakeout on October 21st. At least 1.3 million participants will drop, cover, and hold on as they practice preparedness for when a quake might hit, according to a release from the USGS. That's it for today. For your local weather at your fingertips, download the AccuWeather app or head to AccuWeather.com. Meet Lucy Bella, owner of Fancy Flowers. Business was slow until Lucy received an email. Wedding date, February 14th. Flowers, only red roses. Valentine's Day, the most expensive day for red roses? So she used her American Express business card, which gives her the ability to pay over time with interest so she can buy those red roses now. Talk about love in bloom. Built for business by American Express. Don't do business without it. While this story is fictional, the value of Amex business cards is real. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businesscards.
10: Hi, I'm Pastor Joel of Heart City Church. This week we come to the second half of James 3, where we'll hear about two life paths, or as James puts it, two kinds of wisdom. The first wisdom comes from above. It is heavenly wisdom come down to earth. The other wisdom comes from earth, and it is unspiritual. In fact, James will go so far as to call it demonic Take that in. Let that sink in as you listen to our passage. There is a way of living that comes wrapped up like wisdom. It seems to be shrewd, appears to be astute. Folks everywhere are applauding it, yet it is not what it claims to be because the devil is the one selling it. There is a wisdom masquerading as the best way to live in God's world and it's deceiving many people. Wonderfully, my friend, James does not want us to be deceived. So he holds them up together side by side so that we'll see there is only one way of wisdom and we'll know how to avoid the other. I name this devotional A Tale of Two Wisdoms because there is truly only one wisdom and it comes from above. And anyone who tries to convince you there is an alternative wisdom is telling you a tall tale. James writes, starting in verse 13, Who is wise and understanding among you? But the wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all pure, then peace-loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy and good fruit, impartial and sincere. Peacemakers who sow in peace reap a harvest of righteousness. Now last week we learned about how dangerous our tongues are. They're full of poison. They set the world on fire and James started off that section by warning that not many should seek to be teachers. That's a hazardous occupation to stand in the position of the instructor. I can't help but wonder if that is why James begins this section with this question. Who is wise and understanding among you? How many folks do you think are raising their hands, saying, James, look over here, I'm wise, I'm full of understanding. If anyone does raise their hand as a wise guy, I'm running fast the other way in my search for wisdom, and I suspect you are too. So why is that? Why would we instinctively run from someone who is quick to say, I'm a wise person? Actually, James nails it when he speaks of the humility that comes from wisdom. Someone who is wise is not boastful, not quick to say they have understanding. The quick tongue does not show us wisdom at all. That's why James says, Let him show. That might trigger in our minds James' challenge in chapter 2. Show me your faith apart from works, and I'll show you my faith by my works. The wise person is not someone who is a tremendous talker, but a diligent doer. A wise person is known by their good life. Joel, what is a good life? What does that look like? Well, the Greek word for good here is kalos, a word that means beautiful. I have a man in our church who does calligraphy. He does this beautiful handwriting. And James is saying this is an attractive life, a life that has placed itself in the hand of Jesus. Our master calligrapher is moving this life around in a way that is stunning, showing forth a beauty that can only come forth from God. He's showing forth the goodness of God. Now we have to realize Much of the world may not see such a life as stunning or attractive. People who have never met God do not have eyes for wisdom seen in true goodness, a good life. Think about it. Someone who has only seen a light bulb does not understand the sun. Someone who has never heard thunder will will be thrilled by a child's cap gun. We need to be ready when our world is not impressed. On the other hand, How do we respond when someone is impressed by our deeds? James says a wise person's deeds are done in the humility that comes from wisdom. Are we expecting to be praised or noticed for our good life? This is actually an indication we're under the influence of another sort of wisdom. My friend, can you do a good deed and it doesn't bother you if absolutely nobody notices it? Put it another way, when is the last time you did something where the only one who would benefit from it would be your God. Have you done something in the last 24 hours simply because you love Jesus and you want Him to be glorified? This, my friend, is a characteristic of the wisdom that comes down from above. The path of wisdom always finds at its end the glorification of God. It's the path Jesus took, the one man who never strayed from the path of wisdom, the man who lived not to glorify himself but to humbly glorify and honor his Father. John 8, 49 and 50. And he became our hope to walk that same path. We simply need to fix our eyes on Jesus so we can walk in wisdom's way. Remember who you are and who you belong to.
6: Coping 19, brought to you by CDC and the Ad Council.
9: Do you feel like your emotions are all over the place? That's normal during this abnormal time. There are a number of ways to cope, Maintain a healthy routine, get enough sleep, eat nutritious food, and exercise at least 30 minutes each day. Schedule some time to talk with a friend or family member. And remember, you can always take a few deep breaths to feel more centered. Find more
6: self-care and coping tips at coping-19.org.
5: Fox on Check.
4: Shoplifting has made a dramatic comeback. Reports of theft have increased by 30% since the start of the pandemic. That's according to the Coalition of Law Enforcement and Retail home depot is taking action developing bluetooth technology to combat theft it works a lot like a gift card purchased in the grocery store a chip embedded in the packaging is scanned at checkout to activate the purchase if it's not scanned which would happen if the power tool is being shoplifted. The tool does not work. It is not activated. Home Depot is piloting this technology and says it is developing plans to expand it across the country. Experts say organized retail crime is growing. Estimates from the National Association for Shoplifting Prevention put the annual cost from the crime near $50 billion a year. With Fox on Tech, Lydia Hu, Fox News. Listen to be
2: part of the conversation with me, Brian Kilmeade. I'll talk about the biggest stories of the day and get your take along with some of the biggest newsmakers around. Listen live on the Fox News app or get the podcast at briankilmeadeshow.com.
8: Profile America, Tuesday, August 24th. One of America's favorite snack foods is said to have originated on this date 168 years ago near Saratoga Springs, New York. In 1853, the chef at Moon's Lake House, George Crumb, was irritated by a customer who sent back his fried potatoes several times, saying they were too thick and soggy. Crumb decided to slice potatoes wafer-thin and stir-fry them. The customer was delighted, and so-called Saratoga chips became famous. The true origin of potato chips is unknown, but they are descended from French fries, which preparation Thomas Jefferson is reputed to have introduced in America. Snack food manufacturing, potato chips included, is a multi billion dollar a year business for some 687 establishments employing about 60,000 people. Profile America is in its 25th year as a public service of the U.S. Census Bureau.
12: This concludes our podcast for today. Stick with us. Monday through Friday and download it here through Anchor.fm and the Anchor podcast free of charge through your Google Play Store. On behalf of us at SME, have a good one.